always stay connected with 99.9% reliable Sky Broadband. Search Sky Broadband to get started. This week brought more trouble for one of the most powerful organisations in the state. On board Planola and its deputy chairman, Paul Hyde. Paul Hyde resigned from his role last month over concerns raised about conflicts of interest. In the middle of April, we... we uh, became aware of some quite significant um, commentary around potential wrongdoing within the board uh, and some very specific allegations were made. The Housing Minister, Dara O'Brien, said he has now referred the findings of a report he commissioned into the matter to the Director of Public Prosecutions on Garda Síochána and Standards in Public Office. The Director of Public Prosecutions must now decide if criminal charges will follow. Mr Hyde denies any wrongdoing. This really is serious for on board Planola. Paul Hyde, before his resignation in July, was deputy chairman. That means he was the second highest official in a quasi-judicial body which has extraordinary powers to make or break planning proposals. At the very cutting edge of the government's efforts to get to grips with the housing crisis. So how big is this really? Quite big. This is In the News from the Irish Times. I'm Declan Conlon. Today, I talk to my colleague Arthur Beasley about the crisis in the Irish planning system. Hello, Arthur. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Declan. Arthur, this is a story about planning, which is a complex but very important area of public administration that it sort of affects everyone's lives, doesn't it? There is no doubt about that. And essentially, for more than 40 years, Onboard Planola has been at the centre of planning in Ireland. Its original function was to be the appellate body, the body that hears planning appeals and foot of planning decisions made by city and county councils up and down the country. Uh, That mandate was expanded in recent years to give it the power to either give the go-ahead or to refuse permission for large-scale housing projects, strategic housing developments. These are issues that impinge on the lives of everyone. No new building can be built anywhere in the state without a formal uh, process of planning approval. That is as it should be. And in the centre of all of that is on board Planola. And as you just mentioned, strategic housing developments, or SHDs, were essentially a policy that was a new way to get planning permission to build houses, many houses, that cut out a lot of the traditional planning process and went straight to onboard Planola. That meant onboard Planola went from being a body that just decided on appeals, essentially, to being a body that made the first and final decision on certain developments. It gave it a lot more power. Well, it did. It it greatly expanded the remit of onboard Planola. This was supposed to be a fast-track approval process for large-scale housing. Uh, Apartments in the main, given that it dealt with Uh, projects of more than 100 units. And the idea was that instead of going first to your local authority and then having the decision potentially appealed at Onboard Planola, Onboard Planola would decide in the first instance on whether the project should go ahead or not. And the only appeal mechanism or the only way of, uh, uh, of blocking a decision, if that was what you wanted to do, was to take judicial review proceedings in the High Court, which are a lot more expensive than the option of bringing an appeal to Onboard Planola on foot of a decision made by a local council. 
Right. Now, listeners might be wondering what's all this got to do with the latest controversy around onboard Planola. And that comes back to Paul Hyde. Paul Hyde is a man at the centre of this controversy. And he was also the chairman of the committee within onboard Planola that dealt with strategic housing developments. Who is Paul Hyde and how did he become a member of onboard Planola? Paul Hyde is uh, an architect from Cork. He once co-owned a yacht with Simon Coveney, the Minister for Foreign Affairs, former Taunashta, uh, when Simon Coveney had ministerial responsibility for the Marine he appointed Paul Hyde to the Marine Institute. Later, Paul Hyde was appointed to Onboard Planola by the then Minister for the Environment, Phil Hogan. And when the strategic housing development, fast-track planning rules essentially, were introduced when Simon Coveney was housing minister, Paul Hyde, within Onboard Planola, became chairman of the division within the board that was dealing with these housing applications. Uh, his other role was to be deputy chairman of Onboard Planola, which essentially meant that he was the number two official in the entire authority. And that meant that he would be making or contributing to the making of many of the decisions about all sorts of developments around the country. Oh, there's no doubt about that. As would anyone else in Onboard Planola, particularly in light of the SHD process, Strategic Housing Developments, but also in the ordinary course of its business, this is a very, very busy uh, organisation, one with very important powers and quasi-judicial powers, which means it's not just any other uh, state body. This is one with teeth when it comes to the making of planning decisions. So, Arthur... The problems for Paul Hyde and Onboard Planola began in April of this year when online news site The Ditch published a series of articles revealing things about Paul Hyde and his work at Onboard Planola. And those reports were followed up by reports in the Irish Times by you and other journalists elsewhere. What was revealed about Paul Hyde and his work at Onboard Planola? Well, essentially, the reporting called into question the statutory declarations. They're, they're legal declarations he was obliged to make to Onboard Planola um, by dint of his membership of the board. And in those declarations, he is obliged to declare whatever property interests he has to the authority. And he is also, in deciding on any cases, obliged to declare any potential conflict of interest or any conflict of interest when a case comes to be decided. A number of cases came to light where questions were raised, okay? In one of those, it transpired that he had shares in a company which owned property in a site that was adjacent to or near a site in Cork where a planning application had been made for a large-scale housing project, an SHD. His interest in the company, which had property near this site in Cork, was not declared. He told the Minister for Housing that there was no need to declare that because the company wasn't trading at the time. Uh, There was a further case where he decided on an appeal uh, that was taken by his sister-in-law in relation to a property she co-owns in Dublin with his brother. Uh, he didn't recuse himself from that case, but said he didn't know when the decision was made that the case actually related to 
his sister-in-law on a property she co-owns with his brother. He said it wasn't the ordinary procedure or it wasn't usual at that time for uh, the specific location of the property in question to be disclosed to the member of the board who was making the decision at that time. There were other questions then that were raised around uh, property ownership, property investments that uh, he had declared at one point to the board. Uh, at least one of those, it transpires, uh, went into receivership. And that raised questions amongst critics as to whether he had entered what is called a composition or arrangement with creditors. A composition or an arrangement essentially is an agreement under which the debtor, the person who's supposed to repay a loan, agrees with the lender or their creditor not to pay the entire amount, but to pay less than the full amount. And the planning legislation is clear that a person who enters a composition or arrangement cannot be a member of the board. So the question was raised as to whether any property in receivership constituted a composition or arrangement, which in turn would have meant that he should no longer have been on the board of Onboard Planola. So just to be totally clear, there are two different issues that are being looked into. One is the suggestion that Paul Hyde involved himself in decisions when he should have recused himself. And the other is the question over whether his own business dealings may have disqualified him from membership of Onboard Planola at the time. And it was as a result of the reporting that the Housing Minister, Darrow O'Brien, appointed Remy Farrell, Senior Counsel, to conduct an investigation. Arthur, it's not very important, but I'm curious, why could a person with a composition or an arrangement, a debt arrangement essentially, not be a member of Onboard Planola? The thrust of this part of the legislation seems to be that any person exercising the powers, the great powers that Onboard Planola has... Uh, should be in good standing with their lenders. How did Paul Hyde respond at first to the allegations? His position at all times was, was that there was no wrongdoing and that everything that fell to be declared to on board Planola by him was indeed declared at the right time. That's the essence of his position and that has been the case at all times. There has been a response from the Minister for Housing, Fianna Fáil TD Dara O'Brien, who uh, appointed senior barrister Remy Farrell to investigate and prepare a report into all of these matters. Uh, This happened in early May. Now this week, Dara O'Brien has got the completed report back from Remy Farrell. He hasn't published it, but on Monday, news broke that Dara O'Brien would send the report to the Director of Public Prosecutions and to the Gardaí. What does that tell us? What it tells us is that the issues would appear to be grave. We don't have the barrister's findings, but the only person who can decide on whether there should be a prosecution is the DPP. And the barrister, having looked at the evidence and uh, taken all the issues of the round, has given his report to the minister. And on foot of advice of the Attorney General, the Attorney General has said that the report should go to the DPP and to the Garda. In the meantime, Paul Hyde stepped down from his role at Onboard Planola, isn't that right? He stepped aside temporarily without prejudice to the findings of the barrister in May. And then in July, he uh, resigned definitively from the organisation. 
Arthur, this week, you've also reported that Dara O'Brien wants to make changes to how members are appointed to Onboard Panola and some changes to how Onboard Panola operates and how it reports on its own corporate governance to him. Can you give us the details? Sure. Well, I mean, these moves to overhaul the operations of the board essentially stand as an effort to boost public confidence in it after months and months of controversy over the former deputy chairman. In essence, on board with it all, it now has to report to the minister every month on its corporate governance, which essentially points to concern on the minister's part about corporate governance in the organisation. Uh, there will be a new procedure for the appointment of people to the board. That is essentially a political process at the moment. The internal procedures are going to be overhauled. Now, it's already been stated that the planning regulator, that's a separate office to onboard Planola, had stated that he was going to start a, a review of the board's systems and procedures once the Remy Farrell process was complete. Separately, there's an internal review within Onboard Planola into decisions made by Paul Hyde and into other matters. So I, I think when the internal review is finished, the Remy Farrell report is finished, the way is now clear for the planning regulator to conduct the review that he said he was going to conduct. But I think the essence of it is that the, is that the internal procedures are going to have to be tightened uh, and tightened uh, pretty sharply. Do you think that the measures announced so far will be enough? to restore confidence in Onboard Planola? Well, we still don't know what the outwork of the Paul Hyde case is going to be. We don't know what the DPP is going to do. We don't know what's going to happen at the level of the Garda. We don't know what's going to happen at the level of the uh, Standard and Public Office Commission. So in, in a sense, it's uh, too early to say, really, because the we, we don't have the Farrell report, we don't have the internal review, and we don't know what, what those documents are going to say about what went on internally. At the very least, it looks like a a breakdown in internal controls. That's not good. And it's certainly not good for a quasi-judicial body with the very important powers that it has. So there's still some time to go. Uh, and uh, it's really only when all, all of the facts are out there that people will be able to, uh, to divine what is going to be required to uh, restore the position of onboard Planola. So what about decisions that have been made, such as in the area of strategic housing developments? In the event it turned out that rulings had been made by a person ineligible for membership of onboard Planola, or who should have recused themselves, could those decisions be overturned? Onboard Planola insists that the planning decisions made uh, must still stand, that there's no procedure open to it or anyone else in law, to reopen a planning decision taken by the board and settled and definitively settled, right? Now, notwithstanding that, it seems to me that there is still potential here for legal claims and legal challenges to be made against uh, decisions, depending on the findings of the Farrell report and the findings of the internal review, and the decision of the DPP and whatever comes in light of that. I think there is still potential, if you like, for a, a world of legal pain. Uh, but it's still a little bit too early to say what exactly the fallout will be and what the implications will be for some of these uh, large SHD projects uh, on which he decided. 
The APB chairman, uh, David Walsh, was questioned by TDs and senators at a Dáil committee in July. He was asked why so many SHD decisions by Onboard Pnala were being challenged in the courts successfully in very many cases. So it's kind of always been a controversial area for Onboard Pnala. Could you say maybe that, you know, it seems in hindsight, now that it's been wound down, that it wasn't a very good idea? Well, I mean, the the, the essence of the idea was to uh, enable the state to make bigger inroads towards uh, settling the housing crisis. The housing crisis continues to fester. And if that was the state, if the state's objective was to solve the housing crisis, well, then that task has not been met. If the the objective in saying that was to speed up the, the delivery of housing, right, to have a single procedure before a single body, and that that would be easier. However, the fact is, at this point, that many, 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 many of the applications have been taken to the High Court uh, for uh, what have proved to be very, very expensive judicial review proceedings. So, I mean, I don't, I don't think anyone in the, the planning world would say that it, it's best practice to have as the only means of appeal or the only means of challenge the route of going so far as the High Court, which is very time-consuming, very expensive, prohibitively expensive for many, many people, and essentially not best best practice. So if you're setting aside best practice in the interest of speed in order to settle the crisis, and then the crisis is still raging years after the system was introduced, well then I think it's clear that at this point that the SHD process essentially left a lot to be desired. That's all for today. Thanks to Arthur Beasley. This episode was produced by Suzanne Brennan and Aideen Finnegan and me. In the News will be back on Friday. Never suffer the buffer again. Always stay connected with 99.9% reliable Sky Broadband. Whether you're streaming on the sofa, gaming in the bedroom, or swiping in the bathroom. I said swiping. You'll never be without it. Switch your home to 99.9% reliable Sky Broadband. Availability subject to location requires Sky Broadband Ultrafast. For more info, see sky.ie forward slash speeds. 99.9% reliability based on time our broadband network works across our base.